Hey, everybody, and welcome back to Currently Not Tripping. I'm your host, Nick, and I'm joined by my wonderful co-host, Chris. Chris, how you doing? I am doing quite well. I'm happy to be back and super excited about going over some of these teams. How are you, Nick? Oh, I'm doing well and agreed. I am very excited to get into a bunch of these teams because I learned a lot for a bunch of these teams that I don't typically follow. So it's been really fun to uh, to learn about some of these teams. And unfortunately, Lee is on vacation to Canada this week and won't be with us today. Hi, up north, Lee. Have fun. This week's episode is brought to you by Mike R. from Pembroke, Massachusetts, who wants to remind listeners, don't be that guy. Just don't. Thanks, Mike. Thanks, Mike. All right, so everybody, this is part two of a three-episode series. The goal for this three-part episode series is to give you all the information you need to know to make an informed decision on which English Premier League team to follow. If none of these catch your fancy, then stay tuned for the review on the rest of Europe, where we go through some of the big hitters in other leagues that could be worth following. And in case you missed it, in our last episode, we gave a full rundown of the English football system, the leagues, the tournaments, the formats, etc., etc., So go back and give it a listen if you want to catch up. In this episode, we will start reviewing the teams by giving you the names, nicknames, locations, history, vibes, and whatever else is worth talking about for each team. So let's start with the perennial contenders, the teams that more often than not find themselves in these coveted top spots. I would say we have seven teams at this top level, Arsenal, Chelsea, Liverpool, Manchester City, Manchester United, Tottenham. And arguably, I would add to this party, Newcastle. So, Chris, let's just jump right into it. Talk to us about Arsenal. Yep. Uh, So, uh, very beginning of the season, Arsenal always first, simply because of the alphabet. Uh, They happen to also be in first after more than half of the league has played this year, which is incredible. Arsenal are doing very well right now. They're coached by Mikel Arteta, a former um, Manchester City player and assistant manager to, to well-renowned uh, coach Pep Guardiola. They've always been up there in the top four, maybe just outside in previous years, but Mikel's really got them firing on all cylinders. And I'm going to tell you a little bit more about them. So full name, Arsenal Football Club, AFC. Uh, their nickname is uh, just like their emblem, which is a big cannon on their shirt. They are nicknamed the Gunners. And they play at the Emirates Stadium in London. Uh, Brief history. Historically, the third most successful English football team. Arsenal have been in the top league since 1913. They have won the league 13 times previously, including an unbeaten title back in 03-04. When I say unbeaten, this is really, really rare to happen in a league. That means you never lose. You win and you tie throughout the entire season. So that's a huge accolade for them, even though they don't necessarily get a trophy for it. Uh, that team is considered one of the best ever and got the nickname the Invincibles. Club legend Arsene Wenger, uh, Wenger I believe, uh, managed them from 1996 to 2018 and led them to a ton of trophies before retiring. Um, I love that they had a coast, uh, coach whose literal first name was very close to the name of the team. Arson Arsenal. Uh, nowadays, they are uh, sixth in salary and have finished between fifth and eighth six seasons in a row. 
Uh, like I said before, at the time of writing, they are leading the Premier League. They're playing Tottenham today on what will be a major game for them. If they're able to beat Tottenham, which are their long, bitter rivals, so it's going to be a crazy game in the first place, uh, they'll extend the gap to second place Manchester City by a pretty good amount. So uh, part of going over these uh, different teams, right, we're trying to give the listeners here who are maybe undecided on picking a team to root for, kind of like what the club's about, not just their history, not just their standings, um, but like, you know, what does this club represent? How do people think about them? So I'm going to go over their vibe. Their logo is a cannon. That's pretty cool. And also very uh, reminiscent of how they play. They're a very attack-minded team. They typically suit up in an iconic red and white and have a mascot named Gunnersaurus Rex, who is a playful big green T-Rex. I guess it would be kind of weird if they just had a cannon walking around. Uh, Arsenal, uh, under manager Mikel Arteta, like to play a possession-based system. Very, very similar to Pep Guardiola, who he studied under, uh, with a lot of fluidity and position changes, moving without the ball and overloading attacking areas to gain an advantage. Uh, This style can be highly effective at making defenders make mental mistakes as they try and cover five or six things at once. And I'll go over some notable reasons to pick them. It's one of the most popular teams in the league, so there's a lot of attention, media coverage, and fan support given to them. Uh, They also have one of the most rowdy and idiotic fan bases. Uh, So if you ever watch Arsenal TV, which is their own little channel, uh, you get a lot of uh, crazy uh, people that get on there and are just like totally crazy about Arsenal. Being in first makes for a fun ride, too. Uh, Recently, in August uh, 2022, Amazon released All or Nothing Arsenal. All or Nothing is a series that just uh, goes a little bit into uh, some of the teams uh, across all of sports. So All or Nothing colon Arsenal is the title of this one. The series followed the coaching staff and players behind the scenes both on and off the field throughout their 21-22 season in which they were the youngest team in the Premier League with an average starting age of 24 years and 308 days more than a whole year younger than the than the next team. So Nick, why don't you why don't you uh uh pick our next perennial favorite? Sure. I I think that was a good breakdown of Arsenal. I've always kind of liked Arsenal. I've never loved them, but I've always kind of admired them. I don't really have any problems with them. So I'll take us through Chelsea. So full name, Chelsea Football Club, nickname the Blues. Location, Stamford Bridge. In London. So a brief history, they were they've not been a terribly relevant team until they were taken over by Russian oligarch Roman Abramovich, who poured money into the club, attracting top-tier coaches and players. And Roman's a very competitive person and demanded trophies every season. So coaches were very often fired after a season if they um, if they weren't lucky. And Jose Mourinho, who's the chosen one. Legendary manager had two stints here, uh, and due to the Russian invasion of Ukraine, Roman was publicly targeted and forced to sell the club, which is now owned by American billionaire Todd Bowley, who similarly spends the money. Just this winter transfer period, he has spent so much money. They actually just nipped Arsenal to a signing of uh, Mudrik from a Ukrainian club for over $100 million. So 
So the yeah, vibe is worth worth noting that that stings a lot because Chelsea and Arsenal are in the same city and are bitter rivals. So not only pivot them to a, a transfer, uh, it's a huge smack in the face when it's uh, against your rival. Yeah, definitely. And so the vibe of this team, they're posh. It reflects their neighborhood and they spend lots of money to get what they want. They typically wear blue. OK, so notable reasons to pick this team. They're the home to American baby Jesus, Christian Pulisic. They also recently signed young and up-and-coming goalkeeping prodigy, American Gagas Lonina. And they constantly look to win. They're not happy with the middle or the bottom of the table. And they're, they are recent Champions League winners, which we should add that they are, only, that they are the only London-based team to have won a Champions League. And they consistently qualify for the Champions League, so you know you'll be getting top-notch quality soccer if you pick them. This is Nick's sister's favorite team, so shout out to you, Katie. Nice. Yeah, that's a good overview. I've always um, admired Chelsea for how they just force their way into the competition. Like, if they have a bad team, they just like, okay, well, we've got a lot of money. Clean slate. (laughs) We'll start over again. New coach, new players. Like, they're just always, always there, whether we like it or not. If they were operated as a quote-unquote normal club who didn't have just a uh, Scrooge McDuck-like gold pool of money at their fingertips, they would not be in the Premier League. They would have spent their self out of uh, house and home. But I'll go over our, our next team, which is my favorite team, Liverpool. So full name, LFC, Liverpool Football Club, nickname, the Reds. Uh, they're in Liverpool, England, no surprise there, and they play at Anfield, which they are currently renovating into a much uh, a bigger stadium with a, a higher seating capacity, and it, it looks a lot more new. Uh, brief history, uh, hard to keep it brief. Uh, founded in 1892, uh, they were a dominating force in the 70s and the 80s, winning 11 league titles and four European Cups. Uh, never dropped to a lower league, and uh, they were uh, mid-table through the 90s and early 2000s. Rafa Benitez, the coach at the time uh, when I started watching them, won them a further Champions League Cup in 2005, which is an incredible, incredible game to watch. They play AC Milan in the final. Um, AC Milan had uh, Kaká, uh, Shevchenko, like a handful of just amazing players. Liverpool ended up going 3-0 down and ended up coming back in the second half to tie the game 3-3 and then won it on penalties. It's just like watch a eight or nine minute highlight reel of the game. It's an incredible comeback. They've been a more dominant force in the league under Jurgen Klopp, their current uh, coach. He's this big German bear of a man, super friendly, gregarious guy who has won them the Champions League, the league, the FA Cup, the Carlin Cup and a FIFA World Club World Cup. Uh, They are the winningest team when it comes to the League Cup. Uh, That is the winningest in the league. What is their vibe? Press, 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 more press. This team is possession-based, and when they don't have the ball, they press you to make a mistake and cough it back up. Um, They have become more patient in recent years, more passing, uh, leading up to, you know, what they would perceive as, like, the ultimate goal, but still uh, play to the same philosophy. Um, German, or excuse me, uh, Jurgen Klopp coached Borussia Dortmund for this and Jurgen Klopp's style of play is uh, known as heavy metal football, which is, I believe, something, a term that he coined. 
Um, so some notable reasons to pick this team. Uh, they're owned by Fenway Sports Group. There's a lot of similarities, frankly, in Liverpool to Fenway. They have a great farm system. They love promoting youth. They don't historically spend gobs of money. They have spent more in the past couple of years, <clears throat> especially on attacking players. But they also, uh, like the Red Sox, have just old, amazing culture in their neighborhood that they're in. They have this awesome stadium and they refuse to tear it down. Uh, they renovate it, you know, here and there to just improve it. But they're not a team that's ever going to be like, hey, you know what? You know, we're a rich team now. We're just going to like totally demolish our stadium and some of our culture and history and make room for a brand shiny new stadium. They they like to like keep their history and, and culture and they just build off of what they have. So a lot of similarities there. I would describe them as a team that is always confident, but not cocky. A cocky team you might perceive as like Chelsea, who just are there because they force themselves to be there. As I mentioned before, they have Jurgen Klopp, a totally lovable coach, and they have a star-studded attacking and defensive line, arguably one of the best attackers in the world right now. He's never rated in the top three, but Mo Salah, Mohamed Salah, who plays for Egypt. He is an incredible player. He has Messi-like qualities. He's Certainly not on the same playing stage as Messi, but he's sort of like a really attack-minded uh, winger who is a low center of gravity. He's able to like weave in and out of people really quickly, similar to Messi. They also have one of the best goalkeepers, Allison uh, from Brazil, and arguably one of the best defenders in the world, um, which is Virgil van Dijk. So like just a great team right now. Cool to watch. I wish they were doing a little bit better. They're actually like mid-tier this season, which is awful compared to last season where uh, Liverpool literally played every possible game that they could feasibly play. They made it to the final of the Champions League, lost. They made it to the final of the FA Cup. They made it to the final of the League Cup. And they were a single point away from winning the league under Manchester City. So they made it to the final of everything they possibly could have played in, which means that you've got a lot of tired players this year. So uh, it was it was great to see them do so well last year and, and just stay competitive in all these competitions. But they're paying for it a little bit this year. Chris, did uh, did they win any of those competitions? They won the FA Cup and they won the League Cup. They lost 1-0 to Real Madrid, who you noted in the last episode won. And then, yeah, again, we're just pipped to the title by Manchester City, which is uh, that's the, the ending day ends up turning into some somewhat like a tournament. Like if Manchester City had lost that game and, and Liverpool won like they did, we would have ended up winning the league. But again, this just goes back to like, you know, if they hadn't drawn one of their games earlier in the season or if they had won two more games, like, yeah, that's just how this this league works. So I was very excited and hopeful that Manchester City would lose. I think they ended up going like three nil down, but had like this amazing comeback to win the game four three because, of course, they did. All right. Awesome. Thank you for that rundown, Chris. You didn't sound biased at all. <laughs> yep, we are very independent uh, viewers here. <laughs> okay, so I'll take us through Tottenham now. So full name, Tottenham Hotspur Football Club. Nickname, Tottenham, the Spurs, or the Lily Whites. Location, uh, they're in North London in the recently built 
world-class Tottenham Hotspur Stadium that just took over from their old historic stadium, White Hart Lane. And so brief history here. They were founded in 1882, and they've never been relegated from the top flight. Their most successful year was 1961, when they completed the domestic double under legendary manager Billy Nicholson. That's winning the league and winning the FA Cup in the same year. And they've not won the league since that season. However, they have some second-tier European trophies to their name and a very recent runners-up in the Champions League. The vibe of this team, they're white and navy blue. The crest is a cockerel atop a football, and their motto is, to dare is to do. And on the field, their style changes depending on the manager, but right now they play five defenders at the back and a quick counterattacking style. My friend Max, who's a big fan, says their actual style is to, quote, play like absolute shit for the first 45 minutes, then be a completely different team and play great in the second half and hope it isn't too late to dig out of the hole you created for yourself, end quote. Thanks, Max. Other notable reasons to pick this team is you want a team that spends money, is always competitive, and has a ton of tradition? This is a pretty good pick. They will have their ups and downs, but it feels like they could have a run at winning the league or trophies anytime now. You're buying in before the blow-up glow-up. And also, this team has a historically large Jewish following, if that's something you like. This is my cousin Sam's favorite team as well. Good call out on the uh, the uh, Jewish following too. It's I, it has a lot to do with like the subsect of like in London where they are. Um, they just have a big community there, and yeah, I I love that they have just like grown this like <laughs> excuse me big fan base that is is relates to that. So um, that was a, a awesome overview. Uh, I've always enjoyed watching Tottenham. Uh, they had a, a really incredible team. Cheese must be what, 10 or 15 years ago, where they had uh, Gareth Bale uh, as a winger and Luka Modric in the, the, pulling the strings in the center of their midfield. Those two were a remarkable duo. And they also had semi-famous Dutch player in that same team, uh, Raphael van de Vaar. And watching them play was just tons of fun. Anyway, on to the next team, Manchester City. I begrudgingly am forced to talk about <laughs> um, just kidding. I will be as positive as possible about them. Uh, so full name, uh, Manchester City Football Club. Uh, their nickname are the Citizens or more commonly just called City. Their location is the city of Manchester Stadium or the Etihad, uh, similar to um, Arsenal. Brief history. This team has a very interesting history. Uh, historically, the team has been the second best team in Manchester behind Manchester United. The club had a lot of success in the 60s and 70s, but went into decline. That landed them at their lowest point in the third tier of English football. A bounce back came in 2002-2003 season, and they have been at the highest level since. The big change came in 2008 when United Arab Emirati Sheikh Mansour bin Zayed L9 I'm sure I mispronounced uh, the last two or three words in that. Uh, purchased the team. Uh, they were flush with money from Abu Dhabi. The team took the leap to the upper echelon of English football. And I mean a lot of money. Uh, since the takeover, City has won the Premier League six times and has been a runners-up another three times. 
They've won a handful of other trophies, but the Champions League final is the one that they haven't won for whatever reason, which is just fascinating. They have Pep Guardiola as their manager who has won that competition a lot. They just can't seem the Champions League is just the one thing they can't seem to claim. What is their vibe? Sky blue. They are known for their solid sky blue shirts, uh, but this year their away kit and alternate kits are funky with red and yellow, respectively. Pretty cool looking, actually. This team has one of the best coaches in the world. I I just mentioned Pep Guardiola, who has managed uh, Barcelona and Bayern Munich, like major teams. Uh, He plays in a very dynamic system. Uh, This is also the coach that we mentioned that Mikel Arteta, currently of Arsenal, studied under uh, for, I think, uh, three years ago before he became the coach of Arsenal. Um, they have a blend of lots of possession, high press to win the ball back quickly, and a lightning quick counterattack. A lot of people would agree that the, this team plays some of the most stylish and attacking football and are a joy to watch. Some notable reasons to pick them. They spend the third most money on payroll, so they are clearly willing to spend the cash to constantly compete. Uh, One of the difference between them and some of the other top tier teams is that they are extremely smart with their player signings, uh, which I would also say is similar to Liverpool, uh, only going for players that will work in their system, not just signing big name players because they have a big name or have done something impressive in a recent game or something to that effect. The most notable of those uh, new additions is Erling Holland, a giant Norwegian striker who's also quite young was brought in for $60 million, which is a bargain, uh, in the summer, and he's caught fire. Uh, no one has figured out how to stop the man, besides Liverpool. He is a matchup nightmare for every single team and scores goals for fun, including three back-to-back hat-tricks at home, which is just a crazy statistic. Um, so Man City, uh, a lot of people would recognize them as the bandwagon team. If you're a Man City fan, like historically, unless you live around there, there's not been a big reason to uh, root for Man City historically because you've always just been a Manchester United fan. And now it's perceived that like, okay, they were taken over by a big money owner and it poured money into the club. You know, the, the, the fan base now is you choose to be a fan because you like winning. And if that's the case, all for it. Right. You're going to have you're going to be a fan of one of the most winning winningest teams in football. What I just said was a little disparaging, but is perceived as the truth. What I would say that is very complimentary is that, like, it's a super impressive team. They've got Kevin De Bruyne in the midfield. Um, they've got incredible defensive backline. Kyle Walker is a wingback is incredible. Erling Holland, we mentioned. And Pep Guardiola is one of the best managers, if not the best manager in the world. So a lot of good reasons to like this team. So, Chris, I'm I'm a huge fan of roster construction. And so when they were bought out by the Abu Dhabi team in the Sheik, it was fascinating to to see how they were going to spend that money. And the first early stages of uh, his purchase, they just threw money at big names. It, it took them actually like a while to to get really good. And once they did, I feel like now they are the model for every team that's being purchased by a big money organization or person. I feel like this is currently the model that everybody's trying to hit. Yeah, yeah. No, you're absolutely right. And it has a lot to do with Pep Guardiola, too. Like a lot of those smart transfers that you're we're talking about here, like that had to do with Pep. Like before Pep was there, you had, um, geez, 
Pellegrino is coach. Yeah, the Italian coach, who I think is the the coach of the Italian team now, who is the he was the one that led them to their first uh, league victory, which was just an incredible story in itself. But yeah, you had players, you know, that they're buying up like uh, Sean Wright Phillips, who's like a decent winger at the time. Craig Bellamy of Wales, um, who is a decent striker. Like they spent way too much money for these people and they got some product out of them. Like they, they started winning more, but like it wasn't until Pep put some discipline into like, hey, we have a way that we want to play and I'm not just going to go buy a player because he's a big name. He's got to fit into my system. That's when they really started spending well. Yep. And the one that uh, comes to mind for me with this team is Carlos Tevez. That's who I uh, I think of when I think of early Manchester City, but they're a totally different team now, and they're a ton of fun to watch. Yeah. But now I'll take us to the new new money team, Newcastle. So full name, Newcastle United Football Club. Nickname, the Magpies. Location, St. James Park in Newcastle, which is in the uh, the northern part of England. So brief history, this club has been a fixture in the top flight of English football. The club has been in the top league in all but three of the 93 years of top flight football. However, this team has not won a major trophy since 1955. And in more recent times, they were relegated in 2009 and 2016, popping right back up both times. But the important bit is that in October of 2021, this club was purchased by the Public Investment Fund, which is a wealth fund of Saudi Arabia. This fund currently reports around $620 billion. Now, most of that will not be spent on this team, but having that secure financial backing is very important. So the, the vibe of this team, classic black and white vertical stripes is the norm. And this team is known for high pressing and focus on winning the ball back as quickly as possible. Then they spread the ball around and bring some of the defenders forward to aid in the attack. This team also loves for the wingers to attack the defense in one-on-one duels. And notable reasons to pick this team, as I said before, I personally am a huge fan of team construction. And when becoming flush with money, it is very important to buy the right players and not just throw money at the problem. This team hasn't jumped in and thrown that cash around. They've actually been quite shrewd with the players they've brought in. None more important than Brazilian Bruno Guimarães, who I'm Probably just butchered that name. Um, So sorry, Bruno. Uh, And he runs the midfield. And they also recently bought Sven Botman, who I think is a fantastic young defender as well. And the team they've built will continue and will continue to build is one that I expect to compete for the top of the EPL for many years to come. Yeah, yeah, I I agree with everything you said. It's been fascinating to watch some of their signings come in and... Uh, do well but also they had like a number of players that were like good but like just weren't playing in the right system before the takeover and they have this like just field of players that they had on their roster that are now like they're getting absolutely everything out of those players the implementation of a new system of play that has just gotten the best out of everybody which is just awesome to watch uh, good to know that they also, unfortunately, talking about the FA Cup, just got ousted 2-1 to one by a third-tier team called Sheffield Wednesday. So, sorry, Newcastle, I guess you can't compete in everything all the time. 
<laughs> All right, on to our next club, uh, Manchester United. Uh, the other Manchester, the other half of Manchester. So full name, Manchester United Football Club, MUFC. Nickname, the Red Devils, or more commonly, Man U. Location, Old Trafford Stadium in Manchester. The, some of their history here is uh, the, the most successful team throughout the history of the top flight. Thanks uh, all in part to Sir Alex Ferguson, their old coach. Man U have won the league 20 times and the Champions League three times. They thrived under legendary manager Sir Alex Ferguson between 86 and 2013. This has led them uh, to being one of the most popular teams in the world. Since the retirement of the winningest coach in football history, the team has struggled to find the dominance again. They haven't truly fallen out, however, as the worst they have finished is seventh. But a league title has eluded them and they have not made substantial progress in the Champions League either. Uh, lately, this team has been plagued with mismanagement that sees them spend an annual salary of around 223 million pounds, where the next highest spending team in the Premier League, <laughs> excuse me, spends around 170 million pounds a year. The fact that this team is willing to spend money is great because it means that they are trying hard. But the fact that they are not getting a good enough uh, return for spending so much money is a big problem. Can their new manager, Eric Ten Hag, uh, get them back to glory? Time will tell. He's doing good so far. What's their vibe? You guessed it. The Red Devils wear red. Their crest is more red and gold, but that gold doesn't work its way into the kits very often. The style of play uh, employed by Ten Hag and the Red Devils is attacking football with high pressing and a high back line. Lots of running off the ball leads to players getting open more, and the quick one-touch passes means this team theoretically can cut any team open. However, this uh, team that Ted Hogg inherited when he joined over the summer does not fit his style. So a little bit more roster turnover will help Ted Hogg uh, put together the team he wants. He got a big boost in that because one of the players that really gave him a big headache and did not fit his style was Cristiano Ronaldo, uh, who started and really gained fame by playing for Man U when he was much younger. Cristiano Ronaldo, for those that haven't heard, uh, literally just took a massive money deal to go play in Saudi Arabia, which was a little bit of a surprise. But, you know, Eric Ten Hag is going to be reaping the benefits as he takes a lot of the cash for that sell and turns it into probably two or three great player signings. Uh, some notable reasons to pick this team. Manchester United is an absolute giant of a team that has never been relegated out of the Premier League. Think of this team as a stock Stocks are slightly down right now, um, but uh, you buy in now and profit while this team is on the rebound and finds more success than they've had in the past. I'll just say uh, personally, I think Eric Ten Hag is doing a great job. Like they have had such awful coaching challenges since Sir Alex Ferguson left. Sir Alex, for all the good he did, the worst thing he did was leave. And he left just a, a shadow for anybody that tried to take his place, which you can't replicate, like Sir Alex Ferguson is a legend. He actually teaches leadership coaches, uh, leadership cor courses, excuse me, at Harvard now. Uh, just super smart guy. So um, Eric Ten Hag is really the first coach that I've seen that's come in and looks like he's brought some of that like discipline back into the club that Sir Alex Ferguson did such a good job at instilling. So I think they're on the rise. They'd be an exciting team to to watch and stick with as a fan. That's fascinating. I had no idea that Fergie was at Harvard now. That's really cool. 
Yeah, he teaches uh, is you know courses once in a while. He's not like a full full time professor, but uh, yeah, he teaches. I think uh, leadership and business management uh, courses. He's really really smart guy. Very cool. Okay, so that does it for our top level teams. And next up are what I would consider the mid table teams, the teams that can finish up high if they play super well, or could find themselves in a relegation fight. Some of these teams have been around the league for a while, and some of these teams have recently become mainstays. So if you pick a team here, you have a bit of security with them sticking around for a while and holding out hope of making the leap to the top tier teams. Here's where you find the likes of Aston Villa, Crystal Palace, Everton, Leicester City, Southampton, West Ham, and Wolverhampton. We will review the first three and pick up the rest in part two. So I'll start us off with Aston Villa. So... Full name, Aston Villa Football Club. Nickname, Villa. The Lions or the Villains. The location is Villa Park, outskirts of Birmingham, which is the second largest city in the UK behind London. Brief history. They won the top-tier league seven times and won the Europa Cup, before it was called the Champions League, once. Their European crowning was back in 1981-82 and was followed by general success throughout the 90s in qualifying for a lot of European tournaments. However, other clubs started spending more and more, and Villa struggled to keep up after the turn of the century. They were recently relegated for the first time ever after the 2015-2016 season. This led to the owner selling the club to Chinese businessmen, who then sold the club two years later to an Egyptian billionaire. And with the new backing, the club was able to climb back up to the Premier League in 2019. So the vibe? The club jerseys are historically sky blue and claret which is like a burgundy red or maroon of sorts. In terms of on-field style, though, it's been hard to pin down. Since 2015, they are on their eighth manager. Each manager lasting approximately only one year has been too much change. Their latest coach, Unai Emery, plays a defensive-minded system that is fluid with a lot of movement on the field. Usually two forwards, one drops into the midfield to pull defenders out of position, and the other looks to get behind the defense for a quick through ball through the channel or over the top of defenders. Notable reasons to pick this team? The new owners are willing to spend the money to keep this team competitive. They're in the top half of highest spending Premier League teams this season, and they also recently sold their best player Jack Grealish to Manchester City for an insane amount of money and have been reinvesting that money into the squad. They currently sit in 11th place in the middle of the table with the deep squad. One player of note here is Emmy Martinez, who recently won the World Cup with Argentina and did a little inappropriate dance with the Golden Glove Award on stage. So if you like that energy, Villa's a good team to get on board with. Yep. Yeah, that's a great overview. Um, the one thing I'll add as a Liverpool fan is that their most recent fired coach was Steven Gerrard, my uh, player legend and just legend of all time. Uh, unfortunately, he got the boot after a poor run of form. To your note, Nick, like they've been booting a lot of people recently. They just can't find the, you know, the the one manager. Unai's doing pretty good right now. So, yeah, I, I love watching this team. Um, they're, they're really fun. Their style of play is fun to watch. Um, I'll take our next team, which is Crystal Palace, which is I've always thought such a funny name for a team. Full name, Crystal Palace Football Club, CPFC. Nickname, uh, Palace or the Eagles. And their location is Selhurst Park in South London. Pretty neat. Whenever they play a game, they have an eagle on the field flying around. 
before it starts, not during. That would be a disaster. Um, <laughs> a brief history. Uh, name for being formed at the Crystal Palace Exhibition Building in 1861. The club argues that it's the oldest professional football club in the world. This team has spent the majority of its history in the top two tiers of English football. In the late 70s, they spent three seasons in tier three, but they rebounded and had their best ever finish of third in the top league in 90 to 91. However, in 98, they went into a decline in performance due to financial issues until they were taken over in 2010 by a consortium consisting of several, excuse me, wealthy fans and finally recovered in 2013 when they uh, came back to the Premier League and where they've existed ever since. What is their vibe? Uh, since 1973, this club has worn red and blue vertical stripes inspired by FC Barcelona. This team likes to take shots from anywhere and attack down the left side of the field. They steal the ball and create uh, counterattacks when they are at their best. They have a very strong backline in defense and sometimes like to play with three center backs uh, pushing up their wing backs. Uh, they have uh, Wilfred Zaha, who is the outlet for them up the left, and they are actually currently coached by uh, Manchester City and French legend player Patrick Vieira, who I think, uh, if he keeps doing well with this team, uh, will eventually become the French manager in the future, not, not in the near future. Some notable reasons to pick them. The strong defense is really cool, and they have three very strong center backs. Uh, but their fourth center back is Chris Richards, 22-year-old American who has a ton of potential. From a less specific viewpoint, this team's fan base is known for being unpretentious and for being a working-class team. That makes them an easy team to follow. Um, they're always viewed as uh, sort of underdogs in, in their position. Unfortunately for this team... The eagle that I mentioned at the beginning uh, passed away in 2020, uh, but it lived a very cool life. Yeah, that's really sad about the eagle. I hope they end up getting a new eagle, but that's a pretty tough thing to 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 deal with something that's been around and a, a symbol of your team for so long. But yeah, I'm not sure how that works. <laughs> Who gets to pick the new eagle? <laughs> OK, so I'll take us through the final team, and that's Everton. Full name, Everton Football Club, nicknamed the Blues, the Toffees, Evertonians, or as Chris added to the show notes, idiots. And as you can guess, they're in Liverpool. So this is the second team in Liverpool. And uh, obviously we know who Chris is favorite of, but they play at Goodison Park. And brief history of Everton. They're a founding member of the original Football League in 1888. And Everton has been in the top league for all but four seasons and has been at the top since 1954. They've won nine league titles, five FA Cups, and one European Cup Winners' Cup, which was a big deal back in the 1980s. For being in the league for so long, interestingly enough, this team has not finished in the top three of the league since they won it back in 1986-87. Though they have found themselves in European competition once every few years, Fast forward to the present, and this season has been a major struggle. The crazy thing about the Everton side is that the owner, an Iranian billionaire, has spent a ton of money. There are good players here, but so much money has been spent on the wrong players. Overpaying of unexceptional players. The list of managers who've come through has been a very strong list. So why is it not currently working? This feels like a team who has gotten almost every single decision wrong over the last three years 
The vibe of this team, royal blue. I don't watch Everton much, but from what I know, they play a lot of defensive-minded football and then counterattack slash play long balls to their big men on offense. And notable reasons to pick this team? This is clearly a team on the down. You would pick this team because they spend the money, and if they can get out of their own way, they can be a successful team again. So you're playing the long game if you pick them. They have a feisty rivalry with Liverpool and have one of the coolest rivalry games, which are called derbies. The two Liverpool teams play the Merseyside Derby, which is renowned. I should mention that at the time of writing, they are in 19th place in facing that possible relegation. Yeah, that's uh, that's a great overview, Nick. Um, I did, in fact, write in the idiots. Uh, <laughs> Everton and Liverpool are just awful, awful rivals. But some fun facts um, that I will give uh, credit to Everton. So Everton actually played in Anfield, Liverpool's stadium, before Liverpool uh, were there. They ended up moving out and building Goodison Park where they are now. So they always give them a little stick there. Similar to uh, the two Manchester teams, these stadiums are actually incredibly close to each other. You can see one from the other in terms of like geographic vicinity. And if you Google map it, it is a 17 minute walk essentially through this massive, beautiful park in between the two stadiums. And it's really fascinating because there are families in Liverpool that are split in terms of like fandom. So uh, when these rivalries happen, um, you know, the next day, whoever is the winner is walking around the grocery store and can smile and, you know, basically tell all the other, you know, fans that are walking by him of one or the other to go eat shit for a period of, <laughs> you know, four months until they play each other again. So uh, it's it's just very, very tight rivalry based on their vicinity. And uh, if you are uh, thinking about Chelsea, Everton are currently coached by Frank Lampard, uh, old Chelsea legend, and who played for, I believe it was New York City Football Club in the MLS before he retired and became a coach. He also played for Man City for a year as well. But uh, uh, can he bring them out of the basement? Time will tell. Uh, my guess is no. And I hope he just buries them in the basement. I'll stop. <laughs> <laughs> I like that, Chris. But every good thing about a... Uh... A good rivalry is actually having both teams being good. That's what makes it the most fun. So I think uh, I don't think it'd be a bad thing if Everton finds their way and can be uh, competitive with Liverpool again. But yeah, we'll see. Yeah. No, you're you're right. I agree with that. I would be sad if we if I didn't get to watch this rivalry next year because they were in the championship. Yeah. Okay. So that does it for part two, and. Check out the feed for the next episode where we go over the next 10 teams in the Premier League. Okay. Thanks, everybody. Thanks, Chris. Thanks, all.